Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. Who knows, maybe Hard Knocks will come and cover that. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? What I think it does, it just it opens up the world to, to show us who we really are. AB is a character, Derek Carr is a character, so I just think it's, it's exciting for people to see what type of team we have. The reason you go away to training camp is to get away from all the distractions. Hard knocks is an intrusion. It was handed to us, so it's up to us to deal with it. Hey everyone, it's Heidi Fang here along with our Raiders beat writer Miles Simmons and former Raiders cornerback Stan Rout, and this is the Vegas Nation Hard Knocks podcast. We're brought to you by STN Sports Mobile Stations Casino. Make sure to subscribe to Vegas Nation and get on VegasNation.com to follow all of your Raiders news. Download the Vegas Nation app to keep up with everything silver and black. You can also find this podcast on ReviewJournal.com slash podcast or anywhere else you download your show from drop us a comment let us know what you think we love hearing what you have to say out there raider nation knock on wood if you're with me that is how uh, we heard things (laughs) from john gruden yeah Yeah, knock on wood if you're with me guys for this season hard knocks uh here we are this next episode that we saw here on tuesday night we see antonio brown back he's looking like he's all in miles you've been on this beat where do we stand right now with Antonio Brown? Oh, well, yeah, I have been, haven't I? No, I'm kidding. He's, he's there. He's with the team. Um, as far as I know, he practiced today. I saw him warming up uh, with the team uh, before their Tuesday practice. So he is back. You know, we had the all-in or all-out thing last week, and they documented that on last week's episode. But ever since then, it seems like things have been just fine with uh, the Raiders and Antonio Brown. So I, I guess they're all good. And Miles, um, we also saw a little bit here at the end of this episode of the Glennon-Peterman saga. It really looks like right now Gruden is kind of loving Nathan Peterman. I thought Glennon was the guy. Uh, Where do you think in Gruden's head right now he stands between these two quarterbacks? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I still tend to think that Mike Glennon will be the backup quarterback. Um, but I'm starting to think more and more that they could keep three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster. It just seems like, and I mean, perhaps they're playing it up even more for the hard knocks show, but it really seems like Bruden likes the way things are going with Nathan Peterman. He seems to think that he can continue to mentor this kid and push this kid up and, and make sure that he becomes a viable NFL quarterback instead of one that throws five interceptions in the first half of the game, right? So I think from that standpoint, you might keep Nathan Peterman around if you're going to get, if you're going to keep three quarterbacks. I, I, I just, I think because of Glennon's experience, because they haven't played him as much, um, in the last couple of games, I think they're going to keep Glennon, but I think that they could keep Peterman too. So yeah. Um, Stan, I wanted to ask from your perspective, when you see a guy like Nathan Peterman, whose first impression was not a good one in the NFL, as Miles mentioned, he had thrown five picks in the first half of a game that he came into with the Bills. Now we're seeing the Gruden, uh, I guess, effort of trying to mold him into a quarterback who can hold his own that's not turning over the football. Do you think there is a chance that we see him kept on this Raiders roster? And, And do you think that there's a chance for him to redeem himself in this league. Oh yeah, I definitely think it's a chance for him to redeem himself because that's the thing about this league. Like it all, all depends on just where you can fit with the right scheme. 
I think that what a lot of people don't understand is that within this league, you have obviously your studs. You got the J.J. Watts, you got your Aaron Rodgers, you got your Adrian Peterson, your Randy Moss, people like that. But what a lot of people don't understand is that within this league, most players, and when I say most, I'm talking about, I'd say 85 to 90%, maybe even a little bit more than that. About 95, 90% of the guys in this league need to be in the right setting, the right system, the right scheme for them to flourish. There's a lot of guys that, like I said, they can go and play in any scheme and they can thrive. But for the majority, they need to be in the right scheme for them to thrive. Otherwise, they're going to look like an average player. And I think with John Gruden being still that version of the quarterback whisperer that so many people have have, uh, have given him that moniker over the years, I think that there's, if there's any spot in the NFL that he can go and basically rehab his image, uh, the thought process and everybody thinking about him around the league, that's the place to do it in Oakland, California. And the best thing I love about this, you mentioned that the uh, the quarterbacks and the grooming. Gruden, as we know, used to hold that quarterback camp. Do you remember Mike Lennon was actually a part of that? And I remember Gruden talking about his pocket presence and him being this big, you know, imposing frame and then how he can really adjust himself in the pocket to have that kind of presence and that stature to stand up the way he does. I, I just I, I go back to the past on things like this sometimes. But, um, you know, basically, when you're looking at this battle right now, the possibility of them keeping, I don't know if, if it seems feasible, really, that they do keep three. But when you have all these guys on the bubble, something I really liked about this hard knocks, uh, this hard knocks show was Carr stepping up with Marcel Aitman and talking about going the full hundred during practice. I think that speech was something that a veteran needs to do. The leader of the team needs to do Stan, from your perspective. How many times did you see an instance like that on your team when you were with the Raiders and see a guy really step up and just tell another guy, Hey man, you got to put in the full effort yeah that happened to me um a couple of times in a couple of different instances off the top of my head that i could think of whether it was from randy moss or charles woodson or warren sack or just a couple of the older guys maybe even the nam awesome denard walker uh, uh joey porter um i'm sorry jerry porter not joey i always get them mixed up i think that uh that is something that is it's imperative on a team that you have leaders and that you have the older guys best to kind of show the younger guys the way. Um, and it can even be a coach. Like I, I, I love how the episode opened up with Brenton Buckner, basically giving the D line that cold, hard talk. And a lot of times as a young guy, that's what you need, whether it's from a coach or a player. Um, a lot of times you come into this league thinking that you know everything, thinking that you already got it made. And every now and again, you need that swift kick in the pants to remind you that, hey, you're still a rookie. You're still young. You still haven't earned your keep yet. And you need to go ahead and do the little things, A, B, and C. That way you can actually get to the other side and prove yourself as a proven player throughout the league, throughout the team, earn the trust of your teammates and other teams if you decide to, let's say, the team decides to trade you or they cut you, something like that. You always want to make sure that your tape speaks for itself and how you, how you approach the game being that professional. That's what it's all about because at the end of the day, the NFL is a business and it's a job. And 
everybody knows how to play football. Everybody does, but not everybody knows how to be professional. And I think that for Derek Carr to go ahead and do that, that shows, I think, a lot of growth and a lot of leadership in him. And I think that for Hard Knocks to pick that up, that's also going to show all the fans exactly what type of a player on this team he's become as far as taking on that leadership role. This episode of Vegas Nation will be right back. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to $50. And Miles, we're looking at a lot of these bubble guys here on Hard Knocks in this particular episode when they were in Winnipeg. Okay, wait. First of all, with Winnipeg, Miles, um, (laughs) we know about the 80-yard field that they played on, but what did you think about John Gruden's reaction when he got in there and he's talking to the refs and the officials about this this field and just the look on his face. I mean, what did you make of John Gruden's reaction to all of this? Well, it wasn't too surprising seeing it in that because that was kind of his reaction after the game. He would, when he was saying, you know, oh, the 80-yard field, I don't know. I, we thought the field was perfectly fine. You'll have to ask the Green Bay Packers about that. So, I mean, to see him, you know, dropping F-bombs about the field and how you can't understand how people get off the bus and then something's wrong with the field and then they don't want to use it, it, it was not that surprising to me. And it, I think it, it's just Gruden's personality, right? Like, yeah. we see these things and having, you know, seen him on TV for years and years with Monday Night Football and then you go back to his first stand with the Raiders and then with Tampa for such a long time. You, you have a feeling of why John Gruden has the Chucky nickname like that. That was Chucky right there. Absolutely. And then you saw a little bit more Chucky when he's talking about Luke Wilson or uh, when Cabinda's missing tackles there and allowing a conversion on a third down. Uh, You know, when we look at these players and we get to know a bit more about them, somebody like a Jason Cabinda and we get to see his mother out there and and Mama Cabinda knows her football and she's out there cheering for her son and even talking about some of the missteps in the game. So when you see somebody like this guy in his backstory and you want wonder what the chances are that he makes this 53-man roster. With the performance that he put in in the game in Winnipeg against the Packers, do you think Jason Cabinda will make this 53-man roster? Probably not. And I, I'll put it this way. I, you know, he's not somebody that has stood out to me in the few weeks that I have covered the team much. So, you know, when you see him featured on Hard Knocks, it's like, well, wait a minute, featuring this guy and you know he's got a great backstory and obviously you know you have somebody who's calling his mom and then his mom and you get this feel good story from it and you see them at the game and all of those things are great but at the end of the day it's like I think when they were showing the montage of him messing things up I think that's more of the picture that you get from somebody like that especially as a linebacker um more, you get that picture more than you get the picture of him, you know, doing things very well. Because I don't, like I said, he has not stood out to me very much. I don't know that he's made that many plays. So I think he'd be one of the guys who really has to have a great game against uh, the Seahawks you know, on Thursday to really make a push. 
And another one that I was looking at in this particular episode, Luke Wilson, he was, uh, you know, at home in Canada and he was somebody who was a former Seahawk. Last year he was at the Lions. He seemed to have struggled, uh, jumping his routes a little bit. He was out there and was put himself out and he got hit right away because he jumped on the route. So, uh, Sam, when you're a defender and you see somebody like that, just kind of getting out there a little early and jumping the gun, how tasty is that for you as a defender to just get out and just shove them off the route and, and kill the play. <laughs> oh man, you love that. Anytime you can go ahead and get somewhat of a, of a, of an advantage on the field, you're definitely going to take it. So yes, be, being a defensive back, whether it's in preseason or whether it's just in practice, if you can go ahead and get an advantage on another player, whether it's a teammate or an opponent, you're always going to take it. And I think little things like that can be what actually steals somebody's face in the preseason when they're trying to make the team. And do you think for Luke Wilson, after the reaction that you saw from John Gruden, do you think that he makes this team? I think it's going to be tough. I really do. Um, Anything is possible. Like I said, I have not watched all of the Raiders practices. I have not seen every ounce of film that, uh, that they've displayed in the preseason versus the Rams or the Packers or the Cardinals. Um, I think he's going to be another one of those guys that it's going to come down to this final game in a couple of nights against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And the thing is, is that for a lot of players, is that if you're not that bona fide starter, where like we already know he's going to be the starter, whether it's Derek Carr, Antonio Brown, whether it's uh, a young kid like Josh Jacobs, who we know he's going to make the team just because he's a first-round pick, or like Cleveland Farrell, or like Jonathan Abrams, a lot of times it all comes down to special teams. Can this guy help us out on special teams? Can he go and run down there on kickoff or punt? Or can he uh, actually go ahead and rush the punter uh, hopefully somebody that can get in there and get a block, things like that. I think that Luke Wilson is going to be one of those players that it's going to come down to the very last second as far as whether he makes the team or not. But I don't think that it's going to be a definitive, he is going to make the team or um, an, uh, or definitive or just an unequivocal, he's not going to make the team as well. He's going to be one of those bubble guys where it just comes down to the intangibles about special teams. Do we like him? Do we like how professional he is, his approach to the game? Can he mentor the young guys? And I think that's really what um what this weekend is going to all be about after those final preseason games, but why they like to get all the players out of the building, give them the weekend off so they can go ahead and make those tough decisions. And that day being August 31st. One thing I think is definitive, though, is that Keelan Doss will have a roster spot on this team. Knock on wood if you're with me. Yeah, I thought from what I saw... <laughs> I remember what I saw out of Keelan Doss. There's a way the discipline of getting his toes inside, keeping in bounds, making difficult catches. I've been so impressed with what I've seen from Keelan Doss. And, you know, granted, Miles, I haven't been up at camp as long as you have day in, day out watching these guys. I just thought the times that I did see Keelan Doss, that he is such a student of the game. He pays such attention to detail to the little nuances of the game. And then he's got that natural 
mental ability that you just can't teach of knowing where to zone in, knowing where to place himself to make these plays. What do you think about Keelan Doss? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Heidi. I think he's really good, man. And it's interesting. Whenever you see a wide receiver go as an undrafted free agent, you know that they've got a big, pretty big hill to climb in order to make that you know initial 53-man roster. But I think that he's done it. I mean, you see with this Hard Knocks episode, Gruden was saying, man, I like Keelan Doss. And then after he taps his toes in there on the right side, and he goes, I love Keelan Doss, right? <laughs> so I think you can see Gruden talking really, really well about this guy. And it's because he continues to make plays. He's making plays like he was drafted in the second or third round, not like he was an undrafted free agent. So this guy may have been a big steal. But what I actually, what I think is really interesting though, they really wanted Keelan Doss because if you notice when they are asking these guys when they go up um, and they're about to sing their songs or whatever in the team meeting, you know, they go name, position, signing bonus, et cetera. They talked about the signing bonus. I think he said twenty-two, twenty-three thousand yeah. dollars. That's a significant amount of money that you have allotted for undrafted free agents because it's all in this pool, right? So when you use that amount of money to get one guy in, it shows how much A, that they wanted him and B, that this is a guy that maybe should have been drafted. So from that standpoint, I think you understand why it is that they, they like him maybe they love him and he's had a good shot at making this 53. And then you see in that singing portion when Jonathan Abram comes up and dubs himself the $6 million man. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's a bonus. <laughs> okay. So it pays to be a first round pick, right? Man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. So tell me guys in this episode, a hard knocks, what was the top moment for you? Was it the singing? Was it any particular play? Was it even uh, for me? I'm going to give you mine and I hope I'm not stealing anybody's, was Luke Wilson asking or talking to, I think it was Foster Moreau and saying, is Drake bigger or Wayne Gretzky bigger in Canada? The hockey legend or the hip hop mogul? I mean, for me, I've got to go with Gretzky because I'm just a sports hound. I can't see how Drake right now, but I I guess, I guess there's a competition there. But for me, it's got to be Wayne Gretzky if you're going with who's the biggest guy in Canada. For you, uh, Miles, what was your big moment here in Hard Knocks? Okay, this this one was a small moment, but it's one that really stood out to me because it was just so absurd. So at the end of the episode, right, you got Antonio Brown at this high school football game at De La Salle. And I don't know how much people know about De La Salle, but they're a great high school football program here in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I know about that, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but at the end of that little montage, they showed Antonio Brown, um, like basically on top of his Lambo truck, and all these people were crawling on the Lambo truck. You better, if that's my Lambo truck, you better back the bleep off, right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you Knock on wood, are you with me? <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right, so. Maybe that's a weird top moment to have, but I I don't understand why Antonio Brown was letting all those people climb on his Lambo truck. I just don't. That's very magnanimous of him. Stan, what was yours? What was your best standout moment here of this episode? I'll probably have to go with how they opened up the scene 
as far as uh, with, with the uh, the scene with uh, Brenton Buckner, he was telling those guys some real live coach to player, you know what? He was telling them the real. He wasn't trying to go and basically put on for the camera. That's how coaches really talk to the young guys or just albeit the entire group during training camp, basically letting them know, hey, guys, a lot of you, this may be your last time ever putting on an NFL jersey, plain and simple. And there's a lot of you that you're simply – and no, uh, coach ain't talking to me. I do this and this, but you know, I'm good. I ain't got no issues. Kind of like what he said, like how some of you, you're too good to even hear what I'm saying to try to help you out, to help you make this team. And he said, I love each and every one of y'all in here, but I did, but some of y'all, I hate your football. I hate your approach to the game. And to me, that resonates with me, number one, because me now being a high school football coach, I talk to like I talk like that to a lot of my players as well. But also, I just remember those types of coaches' rants back in my playing days, whether it was training camp or whether it was preseason, even during the season, things like that. So anytime I watch Hard Knocks, I always get those flashbacks to certain moments that I actually have been through, I've experienced, uh, that I'm watching on the TV screen. Stan, where are you coaching these days? St. Thomas High out here in Houston. I'm pretty sure you guys have never heard of it. It's, uh, it's a private school out here. We actually have our first game this Friday um, against Straight Jesuit. Uh, it's one of the better private schools out here in Houston, and it's our biggest rival. So I'm fired up for it. And we wish you well. That's going to be exciting. <laughs> big week, big week ahead. And of course, I appreciate this- you guys. Oh, absolutely. And this is also going to be a big week here as, again, August 31st, we'll come up on the 53-man roster cuts. We'll find out who makes this team for the Raiders. I also threw out on Twitter uh, to get some reaction from the fans. And, you know, here's something I didn't know. Ari Marcus at Ari Marcus 59 says that he can't comment on this episode because it's not on HBO Go yet. Oh, that's a bummer. I was hoping everybody would be able to pitch in. Who knew? I didn't know. We'll see if they get those episodes loaded up. And for the latest on Vegas Nation here on our Hard Knocks podcast, you can go find those again on the Vegas Nation app, on VegasNation.com, at ReviewJournal.com slash podcast, or anywhere else you find your podcast. We're brought to you here by STN Sports Mobile by Stations Casino, and we will be back next Tuesday for the final episode of Hard Knocks. Don't forget to check in with us. Uh, this coming Thursday as the Raiders final preseason game goes down against the Seahawks. Miles and I will be checking in with you and find Miles on Twitter at Miles A. Simmons. Stan is at SRoute26 and I am at Heidi Fang. Thank you so much everybody for listening. 